You're listening to the What the Chuck Podcast with Megan Rage. I feel like it was only right to name this episode the one where they went to Vegas because of the Friends reunion that I'm definitely going to talk about this episode. You also just had to pry. I had to pry myself away from the bag of potato chips that I've been eating on camera all day during school, during my teams. Zero fucks given because when you get home from Vegas, whether you're hungover or not, you are like just in full recovery mode. Like I wasn't even really hungover today, but you could not tell me nothing. Like we, we did not absorb any information. We did not learn anything. We did not pay attention. We ate potato chips all day on camera. Zero fucks. So um, if you follow me on social media at Megan Rage Radio, you saw that um, I went to Vegas this weekend, Memorial Day weekend. With, and if you listen to my last episode, you know that I cautioned Brett against this trip. I don't know what it is, but I'm just not in the mood for Vegas. I don't know if it's because I knew things weren't going to be the same or if I was just in the mood for something a little more chill or if I just knew how Brett was going to be in Vegas. I'm not sure. But I was I was I was skeptical about taking this trip. But Brett was like, no, it's going to be so great. Things are basically open. We're going to have nice dinners. We're going to drink nice cocktails Spoiler, we did not have one nice dinner, nor did we have any nice cocktails. Let's start off with Friday. I am rushing all day to get ready. On my first 10-minute break, I start to pack the few last-minute things that I needed to pack. On my 30-minute break, I took a shower. On my last 10-minute break, I, I straightened my hair. So 4.30 comes around, and I am ready to go. We're ready to leave. And Brett, something happens to Brett that I was not expecting. He was almost in tears leaving the house, like leaving Benny. Benny wasn't sure what the suitcases are. He's definitely going to remember him going forward. And he was whining and he just, you know, he could tell something was up. And Brett was like, I don't know if I can do this. And we finally locked him up and he's like, we have to get out of here. And then we were driving to the airport. He's like, I I mean, I don't even want to go anymore. He's like, I just feel so bad. And I'm like, now you know what it's been like all these other times for me to leave Chuck behind. Like it's the saddest thing ever when you're leaving an animal behind and you're used to seeing them all the time and you know you're not going to see them at all. Speaking of Benny, where is he? I don't know. Hopefully not eating a baseboard. So We're driving to the airport and we get there and we check our bags and we go upstairs and Brett is terrified of flying. And on the flight there, we were flying on one of those planes that kept crashing that they grounded for a while. And so Brett was terrified. Regardless of what kind of plane we get on, Brett always has to have a couple drinks, has to have a couple drinks before we get on the flight. So we get into the airport, we drop our bags and we go upstairs. Well, it's Memorial Day weekend, so everyone's going somewhere. And, you know, in Terminal B, where Southwest is, there's only a couple places where you can sit down and have dinner and get a drink. And that's Cafeteria and that other restaurant that's in there, the nicer one, right when you get off the tram and get through security and whatnot. So we... I was like, he's going to go stand in one line and I'm going to go stand in the other line and we'll see who gets there first. So he stands in the line closest to the monitor or the security entrance. And I go over to cafeteria and I'm not kidding. (laughs) Some, some of you might already guess what happened when we were in these two separate lines. And, and I haven't talked about Brett doing this in a long time because actually he's let up a little bit, but he starts calling me hey, what's the update? And I'm like, well, I really haven't moved. He's like, okay, should I come there? Or should you come here? I'm like, I don't know. Let's just keep each other posted. Let's give it 10 minutes and we'll reassess. 
literally two minutes later, hey, what's up? What's happening over there? I'm just I'm talking as if he's American because I can't do an English accent. So finally, Brett just can't take it anymore. And he leaves his line and he comes over to me. And there are these creepy old guys that are inside the bar already trying to get every woman who passes, every single woman to like come in and sit at their table. And it was just, oh, it was creeping me out. The things that they were saying about the women that were in line was seriously disgusting. They were like 70 year old men. They were being just so degrading. We get inside. No, we get to the front and they basically take your order at the hostess stand and then you go sit down. So Brett and I got I was starving. Brett got a chicken sandwich. I got some nachos and I didn't even read it. I just saw nachos. I was like, that seems okay." Chicken sandwich. I got some nachos. I got two glasses of wine and Brett got two drinks. And I always get two. I'm not going to drink two, but I was going to give one to Brett just so we just don't have to go back up and forth. All of that was $120. Holy shit. I forget sometimes how much expense or how expensive airport stuff is. But then at the same time, I'm like, did they recently hike the prices up? So we sit down. Everything's fine. We're chilling. So excited that we have our drinks or whatever. The food comes out and it is the most disgusting looking food I've ever seen. It's not appealing at all. The chicken, not, I got chicken nachos. I didn't read it. I don't like salsa. There was salsa on it. There was like beans on it and the cheese wasn't even melted. It was just, oh, it was not good. Brett, Brett's dinner was 10 times worse than mine. So we sit there, we kind of pick at each of our meals and we're drinking our drinks and we go to get on the flight and the flight was okay. I get nauseous. Brett doesn't like it. So he had this point had had a few more drinks than what we initially sat down. Like I'm telling you, he gets scared, scared, scared. So the whole way to Vegas, he is listening to this song on repeat. He's watching the music video. He's just listening to the song. He's kind of going back and forth between those two things. And the plane finally lands and we get off and everything's fine. We get to the hotel and we check in and I am so thirsty. We get into the room and the room, we stayed at the Cosmo. And here's the thing about the Cosmo that I realized once we got there. Back when the Cosmo opened, I'm actually curious. I've been meaning to Google this. When did the Cosmo open? Let's have a look because, oh no. Oh no, I just unplugged something from my computer. Okay. Cosmopolitan. When did Cosmo Las Vegas open? Okay, wild guess. Cosmopolitan. Okay, it opened in 2010. So that was 10 years ago. And I've gone throughout the years. But at this point, the hotel is looking a little dated. The room was still nice. I requested that we have a room with a big tub. So we got the Japanese like soak bathhouse room or something. I don't know. Don't get me wrong. The room is nice. The view is nice. It's just not as nice as I remember it in years past because it's getting older. Like the fridge inside was broken. The room. I mean, it just wasn't the best. And here's the thing. I love going to Vegas because of the lighting. The hotel lighting in these Vegas rooms are always on point. I got in. I could see every single pore on my face. Everything just oh, I just nothing. The lighting was terrible. And so we start to get ready. And Brett, um, I he he thinks that I'm being mean to him because when Brett blasts music, I'm so annoyed by it. I'm like, Brett, turn it down, turn it down. He's like, you listen to music this loud, but I don't. I like to listen to my music that loud. Not when I'm getting ready, though. I'm a strictly loud music in the car type of girl. I don't like to blast music while I'm getting ready. It's just it's too loud. I'm like, ugh. So the song that he listened to the entire flight, he now puts it on the speaker, and it's like. 
I don't, I don't know who sings it or what it is, but it's an aggressive, like rock style sounding song. It's like, what a wankster, what a, or what a waste, what a waste, what a fucking waste. That's, I don't know what they're saying, but that's what it sounds like. And it's aggressive. I would play it for you, but I have no clue what it's called. So I can't even look it up. Brett's not here. I'm not going to ask him because I don't want to tempt him to start playing it. So we get ready. And I get the normal, I think, just Vegas anxiety. Sometimes you feel a high when you come to Vegas and sometimes you feel an anxiety because you know what's to come. And it's just like, you know, you're going to have to wash your hair twice a day and be hungover twice a day and recoup twice a day to do it all over again twice a day. So we get ready. I'm not going to waste one of my really good outfits on tonight because our plan was just to go out, have a couple drinks, come back to the room and then start fresh the next day. So we start rocking around. First, we go to the REX. We were going to go to this certain pub and we get there and it's closed. So Vegas wasn't full, isn't full blown open until today, the day after we left. So if you there are signs everywhere saying like you don't have to wear a mask as long as you're vaccinated. But as far as like places being open, um, still not the same. A lot of bars shut early. Also, the nightclubs aren't open. Well, some of them are, but you have to buy a table and it's just a regular whatever DJ that no one's ever heard of. And the tables are like seventy eight hundred dollars. At least it was at Hakkasan. So we're walking around and we a lot of places are just closed and we walk pretty far we don't find anything we go to a few places it's either closed or there's a wait and so we're feeling discouraged and we're feeling annoyed and so I I would say that we find a couple places to get drinks but I went for the cocktails like I did not want to just drink vodka sodas because I'm at this point in my life I'm drinking a vodka soda to get drunk. There's no other purpose. It doesn't taste good to me. I don't enjoy it. I'm doing it to try to catch a buzz. We're walking around. I'm wearing brand new shoes that shockingly didn't start to hurt my feet, but I'm wearing an an outfit that looked great in the lighting in my room. So I was like, oh, this is about to look bomb in Vegas. It did not. I was just feeling very self-conscious in it, walking around. The back was completely out and it just wasn't, it wasn't a vibe, but Brett was rushing me to get out of the room because he is a coiled spring. He gets so excited when we go on vacation. So he just wanted to get out of the room. So I just left in what I was wearing and that was it. So Finally, it's like 1.30 and we can't find a place to like chill and sit. The Because the, the hotel or the, the clubs and stuff aren't open, a lot of people are hanging out in the hotel bars. So they're packed. There's no seats. It's just kind of a shit show. We did sit down and gamble for a little bit and won some money. But at 1.32 o'clock, I'm like, OK, let's go back to the room and start fresh tomorrow. So we get back to the room. This night is kind of blurry to me, which I don't understand why, because I was very, very sober. I could not catch a buzz. I'm pretty sure, yes, this was the night that Bla- that Brett played that song on repeat until 4 a.m., I want to say, maybe even later. Actually, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was later. I got in bed, and he just played that song on a loop all freaking night, all night long. So I'm thinking, okay, he's going to sleep in tomorrow which I should have known better because Brett never sleeps in. He's going to sleep in tomorrow and we're going to go to a pool party. We don't know which one yet and we're going to figure it out and tomorrow's going to be great. You know, I'll get to wash my hair and have a fresh face tomorrow and I won't be, you know, coming from a day's work and off an airplane and just, uh, you know, you just feel gross after all of that. So Brett finally comes to bed at some time. I'm not sure. It was really late. And all of a sudden I get tapped at 830. Brett's saying that it's time to wake up and get ready to go to the pool. And I'm like, what pool? We don't even have plans. And so I I'm I know better than to argue with him or to try to sleep in because, like I said, he's just so excited. So I get up and I get ready. 
And we decide that we're going to try to go to Marquee, which is in our in our hotel. And so I go up to the guy and I'm like, hey, are there still general admission tickets available? Because online it says that there's not. And he was like, yeah, but it's going to be like 200 plus a person. And I'm like, OK. And he's like, we open in 15 minutes. So come talk to me in 15 minutes and I'll let you know what the deal is. So I step off to the side and I tell Brett that. And I'm like, this is what we get for not buying in advance. Normally, every time we go to Vegas, we don't pay a thing. We just get on guest lists and then we get in for free. That's how you do it. I've never once paid 200 and something. Even when we went and saw Diplo last year, it was not that expensive. But it's because they need to pack people and they need to make money. So they charge that much knowing that people are going to pay it. I mean, because people are going to pay it. So Brett wanted to watch the grand national, the grand final, national grand final. He wanted to watch something. I thought it was a rugby game. So we wanted to go. He wanted to go to Circus Swim, which I was fine with. But I got online and it looked like there was only tables and day beds left. So I sent them an email thinking they're not going to respond to me. But I reached out anyway. So while we're waiting to get into Marquee, I checked my email and they're like, hey, yes, we have um, plenty of room available today. We take it off the day of and you have to buy it from the box office. So I was like, do we want to pay 200 something or do we want to go where we originally wanted to go? Because at Circa or um, Circa Swim, what's it called? Stadium Swim. They I'll put post a video of it on What the Chuck podcast. So they play music, but they have these huge huge TV screens, ton of them everywhere. And they play sport games. So guys like to go there to watch sports. I guess in the winter it's open and the pool's heated. Looks really cool. We've never been, so we wanted to go there. So I was like, okay. Do we risk it and go over to Stadium Swim or do we stay here at Marquee? At this point, we didn't know how much Stadium Swim was at all. And Brett was like, fuck it, let's just go. So Stadium Swim is in Circa, which is a new hotel, and it's on Fremont Street. So we get in a cab and we head over there and I get in the hotel. And what's really cool about this hotel is it is adults only. I was wondering why they were checking IDs at the door. And then I later found out that no kids are allowed in this hotel, which is really cool, especially because there are those people in Vegas that are like, "Why why is your kid here? We met some people like that we'll get to that so we get inside um where the pool area is and i see a sign that it's only 70 dollars general admission you go up these huge escalators and then it's like circus swim or stadium swim 70 dollar entry and i'm like holy shit that's so much cheaper than anywhere else so we gladly pay for our tickets we get inside we go over to get a locker which is normally 60 to 70 dollars it was only 20 bucks i was like fuck yes such a good mood we're gonna have so much fun here we looked at the screens you could tell that the soccer game was gonna be on they had the channel pulled up and they have swim up bars which the one of the reasons I didn't want to go to Vegas is because I wanted to go to Mexico. I wanted to go to a nice resort and have a nice swim up bar and eat some chips and guac and not have to get out of the pool to go to the bar. Like it just all sounds amazing. So they have swim up bars. So I was like, oh, OK, this is going to be my vibe. I'm really excited about this. We put all of our stuff in the lockers, minus our debit cards or whatever, and we go to get in the pool. And I've got a little pep in my step because for the first time, I'm like excited, you know. Please tell me, first of all, let me preface this by saying, remember when I told you a few weeks ago we went to a comedy show? Now, I don't remember if it was my old boss, Byron, or if it was this guy, Carlos, that was telling jokes, and he was talking about how he went on a first date with a girl, and he was really into her until she fell. He was like, there's nothing more embarrassing than being with someone that, like, being on a date with someone, and then they fall, and you get that secondhand embarrassment, and you're just, like, so embarrassed because you're with them, and everyone's staring at them. So Brett and I were laughing especially hard during this bit because I fall all the time and it's embarrassing. Like I've fallen so many times. It's bad. So 
I have a little pep in my step. I'm holding on to the railing to get into this pool. And what do I do? I fall so fucking hard. I fall and then I almost like fall again. And everyone around sees the bartender sees like it was so bad. I have a bruise on my leg, on my shin from where I fell. And I'm like, great, perfect, wonderful. So we go swim up to the bar and we get our drinks. Normally, a big ass drink at a vodka or at a vodka at a Vegas pool party is 60 to 75 dollars. They were $60 for two, 30 bucks a piece. We thought we were in heaven, which was bad for us, I realize now, looking back. So we sit. Everything's fine. We're taking a while to drink our drinks. We're watching the soccer. But as the day progresses, the sun starts to come out because it was really shitty weather in the beginning. And as the sun starts to come out, more people start to appear. And as more people start to appear, it gets busier. And as it gets busier, the vibe changes. And all of a sudden, Brett is drinking these big ass vodka sodas at an alarming alarming rate and I can't keep up with him like it's he's drinking them so fast so I keep going up getting us more and I I know that it's gonna be bad but I don't know why I keep doing it because I was just like yeah it's a vibe we're doing it we're doing it we're drinking so I'm just gonna keep up with him it's fine and normally Brett does not drink vodka sodas we have a no vodka rule for him so I mean I was just letting loose I wasn't you know trying to nag him for anything I was just like here we go well one time I go up to the bar to get us drinks and I make friends with this guy who was standing next to us and um, when we go back you know I'm feeling loose and friendly so we start talking to them and their teachers in the LA area I mean the conversation gets dark we start talking about Gabriel Hernandez like it Fernandez we just it's not we don't it's it it's bad I don't know why we go down this hole but we start talking to them about all these things about their wives and their animals and we like leave with them (laughs) so weird and I don't really even remember leaving but we leave with them and we decide to go get food so inside there's this burger place and I don't remember much of this I just know that I annihilated my burger and it had like barbecue sauce on it and then Brett was like falling asleep on the table maybe so I started eating his burger and I remember thinking like if people are watching me right now eat these burgers it's probably like they're for I'm for sure on someone's Instagram story right now because I was just sloppy and a mess and then I don't know what we said to those guys I think we said oh let's meet up later but we didn't exchange phone numbers or anything so we just left okay so in my head I don't there's a lot that I don't remember, which is really embarrassing, but we get back to our hotel and in my drunken mind, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get in a shower now because I know I'm about to fall asleep and it's I'm going to fall asleep hard. If I take a shower now, then when I wake up, my hair will already be air dried and I could just blow dry it straight and put makeup on and then Brett won't have to wait forever. So our shower is huge and it's a glass door and you can push or you can pull. And there's a big, long, I'm pretty sure I took a picture. You could see it at What the Chug podcast. There's a big, long handle on the front. And so I grab onto that to open the door and I start to fall, (laughs) of course. And I grab onto the, the handle to try to not fall. And I slide my feet into the marble ledge leading into the shower And my toe is killing me, but I'm really drunk. So I just get in the shower and I'm limping and I'm like, oh, I think I'm laughing to Brett. I think my part of my toenail came off like, oh, my God. I don't even know what time this is. I want to say five ish at around 9 p.m. I wake up and probably later than that, 930. I wake up and my hair is dry and I didn't put it up. So it is I have a curly fro on top of my head. And I look down and it's disgusting. Like my nail bed is out of my 
toe. My nail's not completely off, but I can tell that it's going to come off. And it is throbbing. It is killing me. And Brett wakes up and he I am immediately sober by looking at my toe. If I wasn't going to be, I was after looking at that and after feeling the pain. And so Brett wakes up. And he did not sober up in his sleep. So um, I'm trying to tell him that I'm in pain. I call the front desk. They say they don't have a first aid kit, that they have bandages they could get from housekeeping. So I have no choice but to send Brett out to go get supplies. But I send him with a list and I keep calling him to make sure that he's got the list down. And he's gone for like an hour. I thought he walked to Walgreens. He just walked to the hotel shop and came back with like, two things that we needed and then some beers. I'm like, oh, dear Lord. So I have him wrap my toe and bandage it up and stuff. And I'm like, by the time he bandages it, like he puts so much bandage on it, like it's thick. I can't even get my shoe on. It is. I'm in excruciating pain. He didn't even get me painkillers. He just got me bandages and like gauze. So I'm like, I'm not I I had to put my I mean, there was no way we were going out. First of all, Brett was just so he would he was so drunk. I was just in so there was just no way we were going out. So I had to tell him that we weren't going to go out. I said, I can't even put my foot in a shoe. I said, I need to stay off my foot tonight. And then hopefully we can um, resume the day tomorrow because we had bought tickets to Wet Republic and there was no way those were going to be refundable. And it was like three hundred dollars for both of us to get in. So there was I mean, if there was no way if I walked around all night on my toe trying to keep up with Brett that it was going to be better for the next day so I was like we need to stay in and obviously Brett's not happy I'm not happy either I didn't want that to happen so I shut the door to our bedroom and Brett sits in the living room till mm, probably around 4 30 a.m once again and listens to that song on repeat when I tell you I never want to hear this song again in my life I'm not exaggerating it is the most annoying song ever so everyone's I'm posting about it on Instagram um, did not realize my dad watches my Instagram stories now I recently showed him how to watch Instagram stories which was a mistake because he's seeing all my videos of my toe and like that I'm crying and he's messaging me asking me what happened and telling me that I need to reposition the nail huh huh no, not happening. And so I'm getting all these messages and some people are like, do not get in a Vegas pool. Other people are like, you'll be fine. My friend Caitlin even asked her mom and she was like, my mom said that it should be okay. (laughs) So I was just like, "A a Vegas pool is sketchy to begin with. And here's what was stuck in my head. A long time ago, Brett went to Vegas and one of his friends had an open wound and got in the lazy river at MGM and got cellulitis or whatever and was in the hospital in Vegas for six months. That is freaking terrifying. And I don't really know what an open wound is. I'm like, well, I mean, there's I was bleeding. There's my toenail is partially detached from my skin. Like that seems open to me. I feel like I don't want Vegas piss piss pool water going in there and judge me all you want. But Brett and I do get in the pools in Vegas. It is hot. We don't have a day bed. So what we supposed to do stand around like that's not an option to not get in a pool if you don't have a day bed you know like there's you don't have an option so um he he's not happy but I'm like we need to try to salvage the day so he listens to his song all night and I go to bed and I wake up the next morning and he takes a good he's by this point we're good all the alcohol's out of both of our systems I'm feeling the hangover Brett is too and he takes a look at my foot and he's like oh my god it's so bad and I was like yeah it's really bad so he went out found a shop found the shop again got me I think some neosporin and some Ad, some Advil and I was like I don't know what we're supposed to do about today and Brett was like you're gonna be fine in the pool we'll just wrap it really, really well and I'm like the water's still gonna get in it he's like it'll be fine and so I'm like I'm nervous but I rest assured that he knew what he was talking about and that my few friends that said that it was gonna be fine knew what they were talking about 
So I wrap it really well, take a shower or whatever, probably not in that order. And we start walking to Wet Republic and Brett's hangover is really starting to kick in. And so he buys us drinks to start walking with and they were buy one, get one free. So we're now walking around with four tall cans of White Claw, which was a mistake. It takes a lot for me. So there's certain people, right? Some people, it takes a lot for them to get drunk after they're hungover. And there's some people where if they have a drink, it's just they're right back to where they were the night before. So you can guess who's who in this relationship. It takes me forever and it does not take Brett a lot of time. So we sit down to gamble, which it was his idea, but I milked it because my foot was killing me. So we sit down to gamble and we're drinking our tall cans and I realize we should probably eat something. We haven't eaten anything this trip. Oh, besides the burgers the night before I lie but that was it like we're not doing breakfast lunch and dinner like we aren't we aren't snacking or anything like that so I'm like we need to get a Starbucks breakfast sandwich so we get a Starbucks breakfast sandwich and we you know how everything happens for a reason every decision that you make leads up to you know the outcome what happens so we stopped and we get the Starbucks breakfast sandwich we sit in the food court and we eat it and then we walk to Wet Republic and we are walk approaching the line and Brett almost runs into some people. So I grab his arm and I'm like, watch where you're going. And the people get ahead of us. And then we stop at the line. So the guy it seems very friendly. The girl, not so much at first, but he starts talking to us. He's like, where are you guys from? Or did you guys buy tickets today? Blah, 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 blah. We wanted to get a day bed, but they were sold out. And um, then he goes, um, where are you guys from? And I was like, oh, we live in Sacramento. He's from England, but we live in Sacramento. He goes, oh, go Rivercats. I have family in Sacramento. I was like, oh, random. And I was like, where are you guys from? And they said they were from Iowa. And so we get to talking to them and they were like, do you guys want to grab a drink when we get inside? And I was like, yeah, sure. So we keep talking. Meanwhile, I have snuck Advil in my purse and I'm like do you guys think I should be up front with them when they get when I get to the front because they look through your bags thoroughly to make sure that you're not sneaking drugs in and I was just trying to sneak some Advil in and so I decide not to tell them because I watched the guy I was watching all the guys and one of them wasn't checking bags very thoroughly so I'm like please get that guy and luckily I did he like barely looked through my pockets didn't pat me down and I ended up getting the Advil in and so we get in and we go get drinks with these people. I say to the bartender, I cannot drink another big ass vodka soda. Please make me something with flavor. I was going to get a slushy, but I was like, that's too sweet. So he made me a vodka soda and put some pink lemonade slushy in it to make like this really good mixed drink. And I was like, OK, this I can handle. He was like, flavor goes a long way, especially when you're hungover in Vegas. So Brett ended up getting the, the same thing. And so I was like, hey, do you guys want to get a locker? Um, their names are Fred. No, Frederick. Frederick but he goes by Rick and Laura and I was like do you guys want to get a locker hoping that they would say yes we could go in on one together and they were like no we're good so we go over and pay $60 for a locker and then they realized that they need somewhere to put all their shit. So they were like, actually, yeah, can we get in on that with you? So they put their stuff in. And then I wasn't really worried about them paying us because, I mean, at this point we had paid for it anyways. But we get in the pool and they drink their drinks pretty fast. And then he heads back up to the bar and comes back with a drink for us to pay us for the locker because here the drinks are 60 bucks a piece. So actually him buying us a big drink was paying for the entire locker. The only thing is he brought us back a tequila. And if you've ever had one of these big drinks in Vegas, they pour they get two bottles dump them up and down and they pour along with soda water to the very top they don't stop pouring the alcohol the alcohol flow never stops they tip two bottles upside down and then they put those bottles down when they are at the very top brim of your cup so when you get one of these it's a lot of alcohol so it better be an alcohol that you can tolerate like there's no way I could do a Jack and Coke there's no way I could do anything with tequila well they bring us back a margarita and I take a sip just to be polite (gasps) 
oh my God, I just got chills all over my body. It was the most foul thing I've ever seen. And there's no way in hell I'm giving it to Brett. Oh my God, no way. So I said it, I like discreetly set it off to the side when they're not looking. I should have tried to sell it to someone, but that would have been sketchy. So I get in the pool and we start hanging out and I start talking to the girl and she's a little like not not uptight, but just a little reserved at first. And we start talking about how like Brett and um, Rick's are like really getting along, <laughs> although Brett keeps calling him Nathan and they kept saying, oh, his name's Rick. And he, Brett keeps saying same difference. I'm like, no, not the fucking same Brett. So they are both really wild. And so she's like, I like that he met someone that's his speed. She's like, I don't have to worry about him the whole time we're in here. They could just go be wild by themselves. And I'm like, yeah, totally. And so her and I start talking. Brett and Rick are talking. They're going back and forth from the bar. They're bringing back buckets of beer and drinks and just ugh, like it's a lot. And we ended up having a lot of fun. I got full blown in the water like my head was wet because people were splashing Laura was taking pictures because she had a waterproof phone case. And there are some pictures of me where I, I mean, the lights are on, but no one's home. I didn't think I was that drunk. But you look at these pictures and I am absolutely done. I, there's a live where, okay, the still, <laughs> the still picture, I'm like, my I'm holding a bucket of beer that's empty. So I don't know why I'm still holding it. I think I was maybe filling it up with pool water and dumping it over people's heads like an absolute asshole. But um, I pressed down on the picture to see the live to see like if the picture could be salvaged, like if at any point I opened my eyes. But no, my eyes are rolling in the back of my head and I'm like falling backwards in the step that I'm sitting in. I might post it. It's real bad. I don't know. It hasn't been too many, hasn't been that many days yet. I don't know if I'm ready for that, but I'm pretty drunk. We're all having a lot of fun. The music's good. It's just a regular DJ. So he's just playing like whatever music, a lot of like EDM or whatever. And I think it just gets to a point where it's been too much. Um, Brett was like, at one point I bought that, I bought us a bucket of beers and Brett was like, don't be buying people drinks. I'm like, they've been buying us drinks all day. And then at one point Brett goes to get a bucket of beers and comes back and starts handing out beers to random ass people. I'm like, oh my God. So I was like, it's time to go. So we get out of the pool and we get our clothes and stuff we're soaking wet and oh let me back up where this is why we get out they are engaged and they decide in the pool that they're going to get married that we're all going to go to the chapel together we're going to be their witnesses and they're going to get married and I'm like this has to happen because I need to talk about it on the podcast I need this this is great content so we're pushing for it She's telling us about their wedding. She sent us a save the date via text. And she's like, yeah, let's do it. We're going to get married here. This is we're going to get married today. So we get out of the pool to go get food because we're all really drunk. And we know that if we're going to make it to the chapel, we need to sober up a little bit. So we get out of the pool. We're soaking wet. We go to the food court. And I don't even know how I don't remember that walk again. The pool parties fuck me up, man. And I'm never that person anymore. It's like, I don't remember. I actually think that that's really embarrassing and not cute. So um, I'm just telling you this because you're my people, <laughs> but I'm not. I don't I don't ever do that so for me now it feels really icky that I'm saying it twice in the matter of in the span of two days but I don't remember the walk to the food court I don't remember deciding on cheesesteaks I don't know why that would be my first choice but we get in a food I don't even know if it was my choice we get in the line to get these cheesesteaks I get bread a chicken sandwich and I get a cheesesteak because I want to split halves and we get fries and ranch and whatever we sit down and the plan is to sober up. So I ordered three ranches because we love ranch. And our food was gone and we still had a ranch left. So Laura was like, can I have your ranch? And so I gave it to her. And it was they were really small tubs. And she was like, this ranch is really good. Rick, can you go get me more? So Rick gets up. And he's gone for a few minutes, but they're really busy. He comes back with another Philly cheesesteak. 
and sets it down. And so she opens the bag and she's like, why'd you get another sandwich? And he was like, you said to go get more ranch. There was no ranch in the bag. And so we're like, Rick, 10 minutes. We're like telling him to go back up and get more ranch. Takes 10 minutes. He goes back up again. Of course, we're too drunk to supervise him. He comes back again. Another chicken sandwich, no ranch. So every time he goes, she tells him to go get ranch. He goes up to order the ranch and he gets more food and forgets the ranch, then comes back with more food. So this happens five times. At one point, we had like the our whole table was covered in meals, cheesesteaks, chicken sandwiches, no ranch. And him and Brett are singing in the food court, you know, doing all the things that you do when you're drunk in Vegas. And Rick finally falls asleep at the table. And so I'm like, okay, we need to we need to go. And they were staying at the MGM. So we walk and we're like, I was like, okay, here's the plan. Kind of knowing in my head that it wasn't going to happen. You guys go to your room, take a little nap. We'll go to our room, take a little nap. I'll set an alarm for like two to three hours and we'll wake up, get ready. You can meet at our hotel. There's a chapel in there and you guys can get married there. And so we're like, okay, deal. Laura and I exchange phone numbers. We walk away. We go back to our hotel. Brett's, we stop at a store that I, that we pass and a store that Brett had been to three times to try to find Neosporin and said that they didn't have any. So we walk into the store and guess what's there? Neosporin. So I pick it up. Brett gets two tall cans and the girl at the cash register is like, oh, this tall can comes with a free shot. Which one do you want? And Brett goes, fireball. And I'm like, oh, Lord. Every time that I've taken a file, fireball shot when I've been drunk, it's lights out. So... Brett, get, we put everything in the bag. We walk up to the room. I immediately go into the bathroom to take a shower. This is my MO. Take a shower now. That way your hair air dries while we nap. Like, just do it now and get it over with. Well, I come out. The shot is gone. The beers are on the table in the bag. And Brett's asleep. And so now I'm like, okay, what should I do? Do I lay down with him and take a nap? And then just see what happens. Like, what do I do? So I lay down. I fall asleep for like two hours and I wake up and Brett's still asleep. And Brett is a hard person to get to stay asleep. He doesn't nap. He doesn't really sleep well through the night. So I'm like, you know, I'm not going to get ready yet. I'm just going to go out into the living room. I'm going to bandage up my foot and I'm just going to watch some Netflix because that's what I was doing the night before. I started a Netflix series called The One. Really good. I ended up finishing it yesterday. So I lay down on the couch and I start watching episodes and I don't hear from Laura. And the next thing you know, it's 10 and then it's 11 and then it's 12. And I'm like, okay, well, we have to be up at 3.40 to go to the airport, so I'm obviously not going to wake him up now. I'm just going to get in bed and go to sleep. So I get in bed, go to sleep. The alarm goes off at 3.40 a.m. Brett has now slept for a really long time, so he slept it off, and he wakes up, and he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, you were out. So there was just no way I was waking you up. I mean, what's the point? My foot was throbbing. Um, it was still hard to get my my toe into shoes. It was super uncomfortable to walk to walk around. So we go to the airport. First of all, we go outside. I'm thinking, I don't, I don't, I don't remember. Even when I used to go to Vegas and rage all night, I don't remember the cab lines being super long at 3:40. But we go outside, and people don't even look like they're drunk. Like they look like they're just getting started. And the cab line is super long. And I was like, oh shit! Like Brett needs to get settled at the airport. He can't just walk into the airport and get on a flight. Like he needs time to sit down and listen to his music. Like he needs to. And we we weren't. He knew that he had to drive home from the airport. So no drinks. He didn't have any drinks. He just like he just needs to chill. Like he needs to let his anxiety wear a little bit. 
So I was like, we need to get to the airport like now. So I go over to the valet and I'm like, hey, can you get us a black car? And he's like, it'll be $65. And I'm like, I mean, we need to get there. So we paid $65 without a tip to get to the airport. It was a Tesla SUV. The doors opened all, you know, like a bat style. It was actually pretty cool. The guy was super nice. We get to the airport. We come home. I'm so happy to be home and to see Benny and to see Chuck and my friend Amanda was house sitting. So I got to see Amanda. She was outside and everything was just like, OK, we're, we're home and the trip is over and I can like, you know, recover my foot. And um, we decided to like hang out in the backyard because it was going to be a really warm day. It's not like I was going to go to bed right then. And um I am just grouchy, like not present. I just, I don't, it wasn't like I was hung over because I kind of recovered the night before, but I just was feeling like the Vegas come down. You know what it is. It's I like cannot explain it. So I'm not like having a ton of conversation. I'm just kind of laying around and um, Brett keeps telling me to get in the pool because it's really hot outside and he doesn't want me to get the heat stroke or whatever. So I get in the pool and the pool vacuum runs right over my foot. And I start crying like a small child, <laughs> get out of the pool, throw a temper tantrum. And then that was basically it for me for the day. Um, Brett barbecued some food and I was like, I need to go inside. I was like, I'm not feeling it out here anymore. So Amanda came inside with me. We ate hamburgers and hot dogs. And then I laid on the couch to finish my show that I started watching in Vegas. OK, so Brett still says that he wants to hang out outside in the sun. <sighs> I get a phone call and Brett's like, come out here. And all day we were watching these magpies chase these squirrels all over from the tree along the fence. So Brett's like, come out, Brett's like, come out here. And I'm like, I don't want to move. Like it hurts to walk. Like I, I, what do you want? And he's like, one of the magpies, the magpies were obviously chasing the squirrels away from their nest. And one of the magpies just dropped the baby bird in the backyard. And so I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, come see. It's right by the pool. So I like, I'm looking through the slider. I'm still on the phone with him. I'm like, where? And he was like, right here. And I was like, where? All I see is like what's a seemingly big bird. Like when I think baby birds, I think like little chicky ducks, you know? And Brett's like, right here. I'm like, oh, that doesn't look like a baby bird. So I go out there and upon closer look, it is a baby bird and its beak is open and it's not making any noise and its face is just pointed to the air. So my sister-in-law, she's a her, she's a bird person. So I text her and I ask her and she's like, the moms drop the babies out of the tree and then the mom will come around and like regurgitate food to them so they can stay alive. And then, you know, they'll learn how to fly. And then that's it. She was like, tell Brad not to touch the bird. Just leave the bird alone. Like, don't go near it. The mom will probably come to it once you guys go inside. So I'm telling Brett, don't touch it. Like, just come inside. The mom's going to help it, um, you know, when she sees that it's struggling down there. And Brett's like, oh, it's but it's it needs water and it's so hot outside. I mean, it was 109 degrees yesterday and it needs water. Oh, we just can't leave it. And I'm like, Brett, leave it. I said, it's time to come inside anyways. It's late. I said, we have to go back to work tomorrow because this time it's approaching seven. And so then I get another phone call and Brett's like, I had to give it water. And I'm like, what? I'm like, how are you giving it water? He's like on the couch. I'm like, what? On our couch in the backyard? He's like. Yeah. And so I walk out into the backyard. I'll put the picture or the video on what the Chuck podcast. I already put it on Megan Rage Radio and Brett was so mad at me because I mean, he he looks a mess. He thinks he looks a mess. Um, He is he the, the bird's beak is open. The bird's feet are on Brett's knee. And Brett has filled Benny's water bowl up with water. And he's like flicking water into this bird's mouth. That's the only way I can explain it. 
So I text my sister-in-law and she simultaneously is texting me like it's on the couch. And I'm like, I know. And Brett is simultaneously telling me that it took a shit shit on the couch slash on him. And he's like, for fuck's sake. And I'm like, you shouldn't have picked it up in the first place. And so my sister-in-law is trying to coach me on what to do. And I'm trying to tell Brett to put the bird back and I'm freaking out. But it's also funny to see him with this bird on the couch, like splashing water into its face. Like, it's just so ridiculous. I'm like, someone help me. I hate it here. (laughs) someone please it's this is my nightmare like I just want to come home from Vegas a trip that did not go as planned and I just want to chill and I want to watch a nice movie and I want to eat some dinner and I want to just you know get ready for the week after Vegas because regardless of if you went hard or not the week after you get home from Vegas vacation is a fucking struggle so I just wanted to chill and here Brett is you know interfering with nature flinging water at a baby bird's face on our garden furniture like I just can't so I'm getting advice from people on Instagram that are telling me what to do and you know everyone just knows what to do according to them so I'm getting tons of conflicting advice I just stick with what my sister-in-law said so I'm like we need to just put the bird back and leave it alone put it in shade I finally talked Brett into coming in. We watched the last episode of Mare of Easttown, which was so good. If you haven't watched, it's a limited series on HBO Max. So good. Kate Winslet. I've talked about it previously. It wrapped up on Sunday, so we watched it last night. It was really good. So after we finished watching it, I like go to look outside. And I'm like, oh, no, the bird's still there. It looks like it's not moving. It's facing the fence. But Brett went outside and checked on it, and it was good. It was still alive, you know? So this morning I wake up and I'm scared to death to look outside, but I go downstairs and I look and the bird is still there, but I can't tell if it's just like perched or like if it's, I don't know if I couldn't tell what was happening and I was too scared to go out there and look. But what's weird is the mama bird was just right above it, like squawking at it. And it was doing that the night before too. So I'm like, does the mom bird just not want it anymore? Cause we touched it. Like, did we fuck up the circle of life? Like what's happening? So I tell Brett, like, I'm not going out there to check on it. I don't know what the deal is. It doesn't look like it's moving, but it also didn't look like it was moving last night. So he finally goes outside to investigate and the bird is dead. The baby bird is dead. I, I think that maybe if it was cooler outside, it would have survived longer. I mean, one night without food and like, it seems like it could have made it a night, right? One after one night, it's gone. That seems like not that much time. So Brett um, got rid of it outside. There was a bunch of people saying that they wanted to keep it or like, I, 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 I it's gone. Cause if Benny would have gotten a hold of it, it would have been all over the backyard. So it's gone, and I thought we were about to have a pet bird there for a second, but also not at the same time because magpies are so goddamn annoying. Have you ever heard those things squawk? Oh, yeah, you have in like four episodes ago when I played you the sound. So, um, yeah, that's that's the weekend. I don't really know what to tell you about it. It was, I I mean, I don't, I, I'm putting my foot down. Next time we go on vacation, we are going to Chicago or Seattle or Mexico or Austin, Texas or um, anywhere but Las Vegas. I am just over it. It is, you build up what it is in your head. But here's the thing. We go so much that it's like the same old thing. We know exactly what to expect. We know how it works. It kind of takes the fun out of it a little bit. We need to go somewhere else where you not you don't feel like you're in a rush to rage. <laughs> like I, I really thought that we were going to have a different type of Vegas trip and we just didn't. And the fact that I slid and hurt my toe. I mean, what are the odds that that would happen? And that single handedly fucked everything up. So it just was I couldn't wait 
I kept saying, like, giving myself a pep talk, like, 24 hours and we're going to be back on a flight and coming home. And of course, I get home today and I go back to work and I'm like, Ugh, I should have tried to make the most of it more, but it was just impossible. I mean, we are too old to be raging so hard at pool parties and then expecting to do anything afterwards because... As we proved, it's not possible. I did not wear my new dress. The one dress that I found from Abercrombie did not wear it. Um, I packed, Brett and I packed these big ass suitcases. I probably packed like 12 outfits because, you know, you need options. Um, like six pairs of shoes. I wore I wore an outfit night one and then I wore two different swimsuits and the same swimsuit cover up both nights and two pairs of shoes. That's it. That is the least amount of outfits I've ever worn in Vegas. When we got back, Brett was so hungover. He was like, oh, I'm going to go to the grocery store. Can you unpack our suitcases? And I was like, I mean, and he was like, just throw all my clothes in the wash. And I'm like, no, because you only, we barely wore anything. So hanging up all of the clothes that we did not wear was a chore. It took me like an hour yesterday. I'm like, oh my good. Well, I guess I have a lot of outfits for summer now since no one saw my Vegas outfits. It is. And then, of course, you know, today everything's back to like there's going to have acts at the pool parties again. The clubs are going to open back up. I'm like, maybe we should have just waited. But the whole point of going was that I had a three day weekend and we don't know when I'm going to have that again. So you live and learn a Vegas. Another Vegas vacation is not happening for a real long time. And then today I just ate chips all day on Microsoft Teams. By the way, I've gotten really used to looking at myself in reverse on Teams. I remember when I first started, I was like, oh, I hate looking at myself on reverse, but now I'm used to it. So maybe that'll help. Like, you know, when you take picture, oh, I try to talk about this before. Sometimes when you look at yourself, like it's mirrored and it doesn't look good and you're not used to seeing yourself like that. But now I feel like because of this, I'm used to seeing myself both ways. Also, my class wants to do an outing. So they asked for everyone's personal email addresses and one of the girls did an evite and it was kind of going to be like, everyone can hang out, you know, after the class or whatever. So she sent out the invite today and it is on the 26th of June, which is potentially going to be my last Saturday night before I possibly work weekends. And the one girl that I made friends with, it's her birthday that day. So she's not going. So I'm like, "Mm, I know that I said I was going to participate, but never mind. Abort mission. And then one of the girls on the team's meeting today was like, is everyone bringing their significant others? And someone, another girl was like, no, I thought we voted that we're not going to bring them. So I'm not spending my last Saturday night, possibly not hanging out with Brett and hanging out with people that I've been making fun of for the past seven weeks that are not my friends. You know what I mean? And I feel like I really did want to meet them in person and see if maybe I got a different vibe, but it's not worth it to me right now. If they were going to do it on another night, like maybe a Wednesday happy hour after work, that would be one thing, but I'm not giving my Saturday night up for these fucking people. Okay. Make a mental note. We got home this weekend and Benny and Chuck seemed to be making lots of progress. Amanda was sending me some videos. And then yesterday when Brett was outside baby birding the magpie, Chuck was on the blanket that was on top of me and Benny was asleep. Well, then Benny woke up and realized what was happening and got up there too. And they started sniffing each other's faces, which normally happens. But then it's followed by a hiss from Chuck. He didn't start hissing. He started licking Benny and then Benny started licking him. And then I think Benny just started overly aggressively licking him. So Chuck jumped off. And sorry, I have indigestion from the entire massive bag of luau barbecue potato chips I've eaten today and done nothing. I'm really mad about this toe situation. 
I'm not going to be able to take Benny out for walks for a little bit. I, I emailed my doctor today. She's gone till the third. Like, I don't do I need to get the nail pulled? Does it look like it's maybe not as bad as I think it's killing the nail beds only out on one side, but the toenail is fully secured on the other side. So I don't I don't think it can be taken off, even though my dad's like, you need to take it off because once the nail's gone, the pain's going to be gone. But I'm like, I, I'm not ripping it off. It doesn't it's not like full blown detached. I know this is disgusting. I'm sorry, but it hurts like I can't sleep with the covers on my feet at night I definitely can't put shoes on like tennis shoes peloton shoes nothing so I'm just pissed because like you know we've been super active with Benny and I've just been getting back into the groove of peloton and stuff and now I can't do anything I can barely walk I like hobble around on the outer edges of my right foot which is now making my ankle hurt like it's just so bad I just it's just it may, I want to rewind rewind time so bad drink less at stadium swim um, take my time getting into the shower because I didn't do anything that night anyways. I, I just like, I feel like I single-handedly like fucked everything up. It, it just makes me so mad. And now it's bleeding over into my real life because Vegas is not my real life. Anyways, Benny and Chuck were kissing and then it got too aggressive and Chuck went off. But I, I feel like they are making tons and tons of progress. Chuck just doesn't like when Benny chases him. And Benny doesn't know how to move slower around Chuck. So we're getting lots of progress. Not BFS. Yes. I, yet. I wanted to grab my phone yesterday when they were looking because it was right next to me. But I knew that the second that I grabbed my phone, they would, you know, go the other way. So instead of trying to capture a picture, I just took a mental picture so that I could remember that cute ass moment when they first licked each other for the rest of my lives. Pilot Pete started an Instagram with another one from with another guy from Bachelor Nation. Can't remember his name. He was not that popular. And I saw a promoted ad for it on Instagram. And it was like, Pete's going to tell Pilot Pete's going to tell all about his and Kelly's relationship. And so I went to the podcast page. You guys, they have like 1900, not even like 17, not even that, like 1300 followers on their podcast page. This just goes to show it actually made my heart happy because Peter was a, a lead in Bachelor a lead and his podcast doesn't even have 2000 followers that just goes to show that not everyone in bachelor nation can come out and be successful with a podcast and it actually is going to help me sleep at night knowing that just not anyone not any joe schmo can do it and be successful if pilot pete can't do it i mean not that he's the most interesting person because he's really not and he has to be out here you know telling his business with kelly just to get clicks but it just made, it made my heart really happy and i'm so excited for bachelorette to come back next monday everyone brace yourselves it's the best it is the most wonderful time of the year pause brett just went to the grocery store so his stomach is really upset from drinking and um he was just like we have leftover hamburgers so all day he's been like i'm gonna grill hamburgers and he came into the office before i was done with work and was like i don't think i can have burgers for um for dinner he's like i need something dry my stomach's really upset i'm like okay well, what were you thinking he was like i don't know maybe like a pizza and french fries i'm like what <laughs> i'm like that's almost worse <laughs> we just went to the store and I paused and went downstairs. I was like, what'd you get? <laughs> like, I got a pizza supreme. I'm like, okay, same thing as hamburger, but go on with your bad self. Oh, man, I am so mad at myself because we, I mean, I am and I'm not. I guess if my foot thing wouldn't have happened, I probably would have would have been feeling really hungover today, but I'm back on the phones this week like stressful and I just cannot wrap my mind around being prepared for that by tomorrow and after this I should be doing my radio show but I might go to urgent care for my foot so I'm gonna just gonna do it in the morning instead of stressing myself out over trying to do it tonight but I just uh 
it's just a lot recovering. I and and this just proves that Vegas has some like magic in the air because even if you don't I didn't feel hungover when we left, but I feel dead to the world right now. When I realized it was Tuesday today, I posted that I was going to tell everyone about the bird. I was like, "Listen to a new episode on Wednesday." And then as I was typing it, I was like, "Oh my god, it's Tuesday." Oh my God, that means I have to record my podcast tonight. All day today, I was like, oh, I'm just going to get off work. We're going to have dinner and we're going to go to bed. Like, I just couldn't wait. And then I realized that my I had to do my podcast and I was like, oh my God, it's going to be terrible. But time's actually gone by really fast. And this is almost an hour long. So look at that. I was like, there's no way this is going to be more than a half an hour long. Let's talk about real quick... Um, the This Is Us finale. Actually, first of all, you know, Nori's Black Book, um, the girl that runs it, I told you she's from Sacramento. So she posted the other day on her personal account that she was doing podcasts. And I clicked around to the podcast and yeah, they had 100,000 followers, but like they didn't seem, they're not popular. Like I've never heard of them. Okay, I guess if you have 100,000 followers, you're popular. Anyways, I shot my shot with her and I slid into her DMs and I was like, hey, I don't have 100,000 followers on Instagram, but you know, I'm local and people do listen to my podcast. And I was like, I would love to have you on. And she didn't write me back. I don't know if she read it because my ego's hurt. So I didn't, I'm just kidding. My ego's not hurt at all. But I'm hoping that maybe she just didn't see it. I should actually scroll back. And I know this is about to sound really like conceited, but I don't remember what her Instagram handle is, like her personal. I get so many messages on Instagram every day. So many that I can't scroll back and find a message. I have to search your name. So if I don't know your Instagram handle, I can't find it. Like there's this woman that reached out to me recently. Um, I posted that I wanted to go to Bottle Rock in Napa. And I was like, I can't commit. She said, I bought tickets a couple years ago or whenever it got canceled. So I and I can't go this year. And so they're giving us the option to either keep our tickets from the year that it got canceled because of COVID or to sell them back or to get a refund or whatever. And she was like, I can't decide what I want to do. And I said, I really want to buy your tickets. Let me find out what my work schedule is going to be. I'll find out the last week in June if I work weekends and I'm not going to be able to buy them. Well, I'm an idiot because I'm never going to be able to find that message. I don't know. I should have wrote down her name or something. I get so many messages every day. I cannot find your message on Instagram if I don't talk to you regularly or if I don't know your screen name. And that sounds super douchey, but it's just the facts. So I want to go back and see if she read my message, but maybe she just, I'm going to tell myself that she didn't read it yet. And she's going to tell myself she didn't read it yet. And hopefully she gets back to me and she's on the podcast. Okay, I just lost my train of thought for a second because I was going to wrap it up talking about This Is Us. But a few I'm shocked if there's a finale of a show on, I have to fucking watch it like immediately. I can't wait because I'm going to see spoilers or someone's going to ruin it for me. So it shocks me that so many of you have not watched it yet. So I was going to wrap it up by talking about This Is Us, but I don't want to spoil it for anyone. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a poll on my Instagram about the finale. And if um, it's I get, you know, over 92 percent of I've watched it, then I'm going to talk about it next week. But I don't want to spoil it for people this week. Yeah, I would feel really bad and I don't want anyone to like, I guess, actually, you know what? It's the end of the podcast, so if you haven't watched it yet, just tune out. Bye. See you next week. There. It looks sounds like you just listened to the end, but really, I'm going to talk about This Is Us. I, um, first of all, it normally comes on at 9 o'clock, so Brett and I get in bed, and we're like, we're going to watch This Is Us. It was so excited. We even killed time downstairs to like wait till 9 to then get in bed and watch it, and I go to turn it on, and it's not there. I'm like, oh my God, the DVR didn't record it, and then I realize that it's on later because of the fucking voice finale, so... um, Brett's like I can't stay up and I was like well I'm not waiting I have to watch the finale tonight so I go downstairs and watch an an episode of Law and Order and then I just watch This Is Us downstairs 
And I felt like the episode was kind of slow. I was like, where is this going? You know, they lead you to believe that um, Kevin's having doubts and that uh, what's her face? Um, What's her what's what's her name? Kate? No. Oh, my God. What's her name? Kate's best friend. Oh, this is going to drive me crazy. This is she, it's weird because she's a main character. And when they flash back to her scene the first day at the eating disorder place and when she says, you know, like, you try having this waistline. It's crazy that we've been with this character for so long and she is considered such a main character, but I don't remember her name. Madison. Um, they've led you to believe that Madison was having second thoughts for other reasons, that she just wasn't in love with him. And it just is so crazy how it ended up wrapping up with her actually being madly in love with him, but realizing that he wasn't in love with her and not wanting that for herself, which I felt like, oh, growth. We're seeing, we saw her from the beginning, the very first scene that we saw her in after her boyfriend had just broken up with her and she ate the ice cream and then spit it out and then goes to this meeting because she's feeling down and out. And she says this absurd thing in front of all these people that are like, what bitch? You're like a size double zero. But eating disorders come in all shapes and sizes. And so we kind of just see like her from the beginning to her now. And it all makes sense. And I'm like, there's no way that it's going to end like this. And then when Kevin and all the siblings are sitting down with Rebecca and she's saying, like, build me that house. I'm thinking, okay, so now we're going to flash again to that scene that we got on the finale a few seasons ago where Rebecca's in bed. Nikki's at her bedside. Everyone's at Kevin's house. They call um, they call, oh, why? Oh, they call Toby. Why am I drawing a blank? There's so many names. They call Toby and say, are you coming? He's not wearing a ring. He looks depressed in bed. And so there's been all these theories for years. Like, did Kate die? Did they get divorced? And so I thought we were going to get another snippet of that scene from that house. Cause we've seen a few, we've seen the girls grown up, Randall's kids grown up. I thought, okay, she's saying, build me that house. We're going to get another scene from that. And then it cuts to the beginning of the show, which I at this point had totally forgot about Um, Kevin doing those impressions in the mirror. And so I'm like watching and I'm like, where is this going? And then he goes in the room and I see that Madison's there and they seem to be getting along. And I'm just so happy that she's still in it. And I'm like, okay, did they end up getting married? And then I'm like, is this Kevin's wedding? And then it's fucking Kate. And I'm like, my mind. And then when he comes out into the hallway and talks to that guy, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of English people in this series. I don't even realize that it's the music teacher until I get on Twitter and see. And I'm like, oh, my God, Twitter. I love ending a show and watching Twitter. It's like eating ice. It's like eating an ice cream sundae. Oh, I wanted to tell Brett to give me ice cream at the store. I've been really craving ice cream. I almost ordered room service ice cream the last night we were there, but I didn't want the knock to wake Brett up. I was like, he gone. He doesn't need to be woken up. And if I get room service right now and it wakes him up, I'm going to be so mad at myself. So um, I just I, I could I couldn't believe it once I was on Twitter and I realized who that guy was. And then another thing, someone noticed a watch on the shelf where Kevin in the bathroom where Kevin was practicing his lines and they picture or they got a still frame from an old episode with Sophie in it. And the watch that's sitting in the bathroom is the same watch that um, Sophie was wearing, but Sophie is a nurse and this, it's a very nursey type watch. So I don't want to, I don't want to jump to any conclusions. I feel like he's not done with Sophie yet, 
But at the same time, I kind of feel like we're going to get a new character or he's just going to end up by himself co-parenting with Madison. Either way, the next night, Brett was like, OK, let's watch the This Is Us finale. I was like, I already watched it, but I can't wait to watch it again. You're not even going to believe what happens. And Brett doesn't give me much sometimes when it comes to This Is Us or like the finales. I'll be like, oh, oh. And he's like, uh, not that impressed by it, you know. He watched the end of this one and he was floored. Like his reaction was so perfect. I love when he reacts to things the way that I reacted to him. It gets me real excited. And so now we have to wait God knows how long for the final season where everything's going to get wrapped up. And I just feel like there's never going to be a a show like This Is Us again. It is so well done. Brett and I already agreed that once the season ends or the series ends, we're going to watch it again from start to finish and like really connect all the dots when we can watch it like fluidly, you know? So yeah, This Is Us was so good. I, I They really get you every time with those cliffhangers. I felt like, I felt like this season was a little boring, but I also understand that not every episode can have a cliffhanger. I've said that before, but man, when they do have those cliffhangers, they're freaking good. Okay, I'm going to go eat this quote dry pizza that's not going to make our stomachs upset. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, radio, there's this group called Radio Peeps on Facebook and it's all radio people. And someone posted today, drop your podcast. So I put mine in there and I hope that douchebag sees it. Um, I know I keep talking about that. I almost unblocked him last week, but petty. Pettiness doesn't get you anywhere or it does. I don't really know. Okay. Oh, I have something else to say. (laughs) Wait a second. Last week I posted um, after my episode that my friend Violetta dropped me off cupcakes and it was in the shape of a chuck face and my friends Danae, Katie, and Kaylin got it for me. It was part of the basket that they had already dropped off for me, but I was rushing to go to an eyelash appointment. So I'm like, oh my God, thanks. And I gave her a hug and I like sent a text message to Katie because I didn't realize it was from all three of them at first. Send a text message to Katie. I'm telling Brett, I have to go. Um, I took a picture of it first because it was just so pretty and I wanted to post like while I was waiting or, you know, if I was stuck at a light or something. I know, whatever, sue me. So I'm like, Brett, can you go run and put this in the fridge? And I'm so glad that I took a picture of it because Brett runs to take it to the fridge and drops it. (laughs) And uh, there's chocolate everywhere. And so I had to lock Benny up. I'm in like such a fucking hurry. But it was just the sweetest gift. He only dropped an ear. Well, he dropped the whole thing, but only an ear touched the floor. So let me tell you, I got down on those cupcakes. They were so freaking good. Thanks to everyone who was supporting me and reposting me last week. A ton of people listened to my anniversary episode. Um, At first, I was like, oh, man. Not that many people are listening, but you guys like, you know, catch up. I've noticed that my numbers like won't be great on a Wednesday and then throughout the rest of the week, you guys will catch up. So I appreciate you supporting. And obviously some of you told my friend or told your friends and I got some new listeners and, you know, that's all I can ask for. So thanks for being here again. Episode 53. Oh, wait, you guys, the one where they were the one where they went to Vegas. I didn't even talk about the Friends reunion. The Friends reunion was so much better than I was expecting. I was not prepared for what it was. And I thought that the way that they did it was just so great. You want to hear something crazy? In China, they didn't show the parts with BTS, with Justin Bieber or with Lady Gaga because China has like banned them from TV or something there for things that they've previously done. Isn't that wild? And then I guess people in Ireland are saying that Joey looks like the typical dad in Ireland. So that's been like a thing this past week. But it was just such a good reunion. I felt like, um, you know, sometimes they do reunion shows and they talk about things that everyone knows. Like it's common knowledge. Everyone knows all these fun facts. But I feel like they really dropped some knowledge on us that no one knew. Like the Ross and Rachel thing, Jennifer Aniston and what's his fucking face, goofy face. 
them actually having like flirtation and banter in real life and having a crush on each other. It makes me want to start and watch Friends from the very beginning, like all over again. And they all look like they have too much Botox in their face besides Lisa Kudrow and obviously Joey, who has just been living his life. But they also came across to me like some of them, not all of them, but like guys, especially like Joey and Chandler. I'm just going to call them by the names on the show. They came across to me as like guys that used to be cool in high school and are still holding on to it, you know, um, like Chandler, holy teeth, like Jesus, they're so white and just like big and there. But I thought that the the show in all was just really well done. I like that they talked to the creators about how it all came about and how it was inspired. And I liked hearing about like the casting process. And then I like the table reads. It's just so interesting. I thought it was so crazy also that some of them have not seen some of the seasons. Like what? How have you? It's first of all, it's on TV all the time. I feel like people that don't even like friends have seen a lot of every season of every episode, but some of them have not seen an entire season. And Lisa Kudrow said that she cringes at her character. I'm like, that freaking blows my mind. I loved it. And then it just made me so sad again when it ended, just like the finale, because I feel like this is never going to happen again. Like they're not going to like Like they said, they're not going get, to get together in 15 more years and film another one of these. And there's obviously not going to be a follow up follow up season or a movie, which I mean, I understand when they talked about that, like they the, the creators, the producers, they perfectly wrapped it up in a perfect tiny little bow and delivered it to all of us. Everyone had their happy endings. It was kind of, except for Joey. And they don't want to unravel all of that. And that makes so much sense to me. A lot of people are saying that they want um, Jennifer Aniston and What's-His-Face to get together. Why can't I, th- what, why am I so bad with names? I lost brain cells this weekend. Toenails and brain cells. Maybe that should be the name of the episode. Actually, you know what? Might be. Um, I, they were saying that they want them to be together in real life and, you know, they're both single. So I mean, why not? She's obviously way hotter than he is. But if you were skeptical, I did talk about or talk to a couple people who were like, "Mm, I'm not going to watch it because I posted about it. And I was like, trust me, I was expecting it to not be very good. And I enjoyed every last minute. I was sad when it was over. And if you're a friend's fan, you're going to like it. Okay. I'm going to leave you with that until I'll a good night. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on Instagram at What the Chuck Podcast.